You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. With over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-year-plus partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CyberWire's Research Saturday. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is our weekly conversation with researchers and analysts tracking down threats and vulnerabilities and solving some of the hard problems of protecting ourselves in a rapidly evolving cyberspace. Thanks for joining us. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. So we discovered a kind of weakness in uh, online social networks. That's Rami Putsitz. He's an assistant professor at Ben-Gurion University. The research we're discussing today is titled The Chameleon Attack, Manipulating Content Display in Online Social Media. This is a feature that can be misused by adversary to perform a few different kinds of scam through the social networks. So a user could be fooled to interact with some content on social media that can be switched later on to a different display, a different visual representation, which actually seems as an absolutely different content. Hmm. So you can like, as we say in some of our publications, you can press a like on a cute kitty and a day after it can be switched to a movie of some terrorist organization. I see. And as the user, you would have no idea that this change had happened behind the scenes? Currently, as it is implemented in the social networks, no, you would not. Because social networks do track changes to the posts. And they do display notification if the post is edited. Hmm. But through this feature which can be misused by an adversary, the actual post is not changed, only the way it is displayed to the user. Hmm. Well, let's walk through it together. Describe to us what exactly is going on here. What are these people doing to make this work? So these people post a a link to a website. It can be a website they own. It 
can be a redirection link, some kind of link shortener service. Anything that allows to change the target of the post, the eventual target of the link being posted. On Facebook, they follow the redirection until the final destination. And from that final destination, Facebook extracts the title, the preview image, and the short description of the website. Mm. Assume it's a some YouTube movie. The link is posted on Facebook. Users can comment, like, interact with this post any way they like. Later on, the user who posted the link may change the destination of this link to point to a different web resource or change his own website to display something different and ask Facebook through the application interface, through their uh, services, to refresh the link preview. Hmm. Now, uh, when you describe the attack in your research paper here, you align the different phases of a chameleon attack to a standard cyber kill chain. Can you walk us through those phases? To walk through the phases of the standard cyber kill chain, we need to assume first some target of the attacker. Since we have a few different kinds of attacks, let's start with the basic one, let's say shaming. If an adversary would like to discredit some political figure or anyone else on the web, they should first collect some intelligence about this figure with what kind of posts this figure interacts, what kinds of posts he likes or comments, and then uh, put a post with a link to a resource that looks appealing to the person that will be discredited later on. Of course, they need to attract attention of that specific person, but this is done using the usual uh, techniques, either social engineering or just targeted marketing. Once they have the attention uh, of this person and some interaction with him uh, in form of comments, for example, then the chameleon post can change the way it is displayed and reveal its true self by pointing now to a different web resource and then uh, also refreshing the link preview so it will look like it always have pointed to the different illegal or some kind of bad web resource. Then you can attract public attention, make screenshots of that person liking something he should have never liked. Hmm. Now, what are some of the ways that you're seeing this deployed? What are some of the, the uses for it? You just talked about shaming someone. What are some of the other things that it's being used for? So you can use it for more uh, trivial things like uh, promotion or uh, some kind of commercial uh, misuse cases. For example, one could uh, post a link to a well-known, famous web resource, collect likes, collect comments, collect social capital, and then switch is already promoted post to point to a different web resource, including different preview and different display, which will inherit all the social capital collected by the old post. 
Well, which social networks are susceptible to this, and, and to what degree do each of them allow this sort of thing to take place? So Facebook is the first one. On Facebook, only the owner of the post can modify the way it is displayed and refresh the link preview cache. If the post is being uh, shared by some user, then the shared posts are no longer affected by this manipulation, hmm. only the original one. And no other user can manipulate the way the post is displayed. On LinkedIn, anyone can change the way a link is previewed, can refresh this cache. Uh, of course, in order to change the display to what the adversary would like it to be, uh, the adversary need to control the link. So if I'm adversary and uh, I can make you posting my links on LinkedIn, then later on I can change the web resource to which these links lead and ask LinkedIn to refresh the preview of these links. So all posts that uh, you have posted on LinkedIn with my link will now show something different. Hmm. The last one is Twitter. Twitter generally does not allow editing tweets. Once you tweet, you tweet. You cannot uh, modify the content of your tweet. Twitter, similar to LinkedIn, allows anyone to request a refresh of the link preview. If I'm adversary and I can change the final destination of my links, then I can ask Twitter to refresh the display of these links, the way they are previewed. And anyone who tweeted this link, his tweets will now look different. Hmm. Now, one of the things you outline in your research is an experiment that you all did. You set up some things on Facebook looking to evade censorship in some Facebook groups. Can you walk us through what did you do here? Yes, we identified several moderated groups. In this case, uh, sport fans. The groups were all uh, split into fan groups of rival teams. For example, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Then we created several uh, Facebook pages, some of which were such chameleon pages. We did not use profiles for this experiment in order to comply with Facebook user license agreement and uh, their regulations. Using these pages, we first tried to enter the group having the page displaying posts uh, with movies of rival team. Uh, for example, a page with a movie of Chelsea player trying to enter a group of Arsenal fans. Hmm. Of course, in most cases, it was denied. Then a week later, the same page changed the way it looks like. It's a chameleon page. So it adapts to the new fan group and all the movies are now supporting uh, the right team. And we try to apply to the same group again. And of course, the pages were accepted this time. 
I could see this going the other way, where you could post things that were attractive to the members of the group and then after the fact change it to something that was controversial. I mean, that's one of the things you describe here. Um, that's not what you did in your test. Yes, of course we didn't do that. We did not interact with any members of the group. We did not post them. We did not commented or any way interacted with uh, human accounts. Hmm. Again, in order to apply with Facebook rules and also with the university ethical uh, committee requests. In very few cases, we did interact with the group moderators since we had to answer their questions. Hmm. And by the end of the experiment, we notified all the group owners that the experiment took place and all its consequences. Now, what are your recommendations for folks to mitigate this? Well, the mitigation is first by the social networks themselves. For Facebook and Twitter, this is a very easy tweak to do. Because both networks already maintain a link inspection service. They have uh, URL blacklists and they do mark uh, websites as suspicious and so on. So mm. it is easy, very easy to them to display some notification that the link preview was changed. Mm. And also maintain a history of these changes the same way that Facebook maintains a history of changes to the post. For LinkedIn, it will be a little bit harder because currently they do not use their own link shortener service, but they can also track any changes performed to the link previews using their service. And in this case, they will be able to display a notification. For users, just watch your likes and use them with caution. Like and comment only on uh, links and posts that you trust. But you know, that's, that's the usual uh, recommendation to anyone uh, to be afraid of phishing attempts or any social engineering scam. Is there anything in particular for group moderators? There's some things that they can look out for. Mm, that's a tough question. Mm. A user that would like to make an investigation and inspect a profile or a post, he can use the social network APIs to see the history of changes to the link previews. Now, if the chameleon post was never activated so far, they will not see such a change. They will only see its first initial disguise and it will be hard to anticipate if it will ever change. On the other hand, if you see that the link that was posted leads to some IP address rather than well-known domain, that's a suspicious indication in the first place. Our thanks to Rami Putsis for joining us. The research is titled The Chameleon Attack, Manipulating Content Display in Online Social Media. We'll have a link in the show notes. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud. 
the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the darknet, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire. The Cyberwire Research Saturday is proudly produced in Maryland out of the startup studios of Data Tribe, where they're co-building the next generation of cybersecurity teams and technologies. Our amazing Cyberwire team is Elliot Peltzman, Peru Prakash, Stefan Vaziri, Kelsey Bond, Tim Nodar, Joe Kerrigan, Carol Terrio, Ben Yellen, Nick Vilecki, Gina Johnson, Bennett Moe, Chris Russell, John Petrick, Jennifer Iben, Rick Howard, Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening.